A very warm welcome to Fly to Freedom, an eating disorder recovery podcast that aims to give hope and inspiration to others trapped in the dark prison of an eating disorder. To reach out and take steps to recover and fly to freedom and peace. I'm Julia Trahane, your host, an eating disorder recovery coach who is now living in freedom after 40 years of anorexia, orthorexia and exercise addiction. My mission is to give love and support to anyone who feels ready to start their recovery journey. I hope you enjoy this podcast. I'm very grateful to you for being here. Please like, follow and rate it to enable me to reach others who need help. Right, let's get on with today's episode. Hello and a very warm welcome to episode two of Flight of Freedom. Today's episode is how do I know if I really have an eating disorder? And I wanted to talk about this because there were a lot of times when I was really sick and deep in the depths of anorexia that I didn't actually believe I had an eating disorder. And I, would, I was actually talking about this with my friend yesterday. So many days I would say, well, I don't need any help. There's nothing wrong with me. When realistically I was really really sick and I just couldn't see it because oftentimes the eating disorder actually distorts your thinking and warps your brain and you start believing that your behavior is totally normal and I'd look around me and think but most people seem to be on some form of diet or eating plan certainly all my friends are always on some form of diet or eating plan um And that just seems to be the way of society. So I couldn't really see that anything I was doing was any different from that when it actually was really, really different from that. But there are so many different eating plans and there's all sorts of different diets and different things labelled in the name of health and wellness that I was really quite obsessive about. And there was food took up so much space in my head and I thought that was normal as well but it's not it really isn't nowadays I hardly think about food at all but back then I literally spent hours and hours every day thinking about food planning meals I would write out very very detailed meal plans for the family for the whole week I would spend hours and hours every day baking in the kitchen that I gave away to everybody all the time. And I would also try and manipulate all the ingredients to make sure that they were clean and free from refined sugars. And I just created all sorts of different recipes that were all under the guise of better for you and healthier eating. Um, And my children used to say, you take the fun out of cakes, mum. This, can't we just have a cake cake or a, a biscuit biscuit rather than a healthy one? And they used to come in and look in the tub and go, is this a healthy cake or a normal cake? Has it got vegetables in it? And (laughs) that's not normal either. Um, What about when you go out with friends for a meal? I know that I used to have to worry about it a lot, first of all. And then I used to look at the menus online and see what I thought was going to be okay to possibly eat. Um, and then what adaptations I could ask them to make to the food to make it lower calorie. 
quite often when I went out for a meal, I just kind of moved the food around the plate a lot. And oh, there were so many times when I just bailed at the last minute because I just couldn't go through with it. And I missed out on so much. But to me, again, that, that didn't bring up red flags. I also got a lot of validation from other people who said I had amazing willpower um, because I could always say no to the biscuit or the cake or the donut. I could always say no to chocolate and I could fast for days and I was always busy all the time and on the go. And they were like, that's amazing. How do you get the energy? How do you do all this? And I don't think I realized that I had the energy because I was running on stress hormones rather than natural energy. And it was all, all part of the eating disorder. And then there were times when I did eat something. And for me, it was always about restriction. But in other eating disorders, there's binging and there's the shame, the shame you feel of yourself and your eating and that you can't trust yourself. And if I ever ate anything that I considered unclean, I felt incredible shame and I felt so bad. And I know that a lot of people who have bulimia and binge eating disorder drown in the feelings of guilt and shame when they've had a binge. And that's not normal either, because you shouldn't feel that way about yourself when you've eaten food. Food's a basic biological need for life. And then there's how you eat, the actual way you eat your food. Um, all of my friends just kind of like pick up a, a knife and a fork or a slice of cake and eat it. I used to break it up or cut it up into really, really, really small pieces, like really small. And I always put the fork or teaspoon, if I could get away with it, down in between each bite. I like to have quite a small plate. Um, and I know other people that will only eat off like children's plates or using only one set of cutlery or just eating the same thing each day, or having to eat things in an absolutely strict and certain order, or having to have none of the food touching each other. It, all these things added together point to just a, not a healthy relationship with food at all. And then there's the feelings of, do you feel you actually have to earn your food? And I really, really did. I felt that if I hadn't exercised enough, if I hadn't fasted for long enough, if I hadn't had all the other jobs done and the, the kitchen all wiped down and totally tidy and everything in order, I didn't have the right to eat. I hadn't earned the right to eat. It, I had to have everything done first and the exercise was a huge part of it. If I hadn't burnt enough calories prior to eating, then I had no right to eat whatsoever. Which kind of leads me on to the inner bitch because she's the one that tells you 
that you don't have the rights to do things. And when you're in an eating disorder, the eating disorder voice or the inner bitch is brutal. And just telling you so much negative bullshit to bring you down and make you feel absolutely dreadful. And that's not normal either. That's You don't have to live with that. You can actually be nice to yourself. And it's so much nicer when you are. Because you wouldn't speak to a friend the way that voice in your head speaks to you. You wouldn't dream of speaking to somebody you love like that. And you don't deserve to speak to yourself that way either. Another thing that I struggled with a huge amount was perfectionism, which was also linked to the earning my food. And I really, really strived to do everything perfectly all the time, which is actually a totally impossible task because nobody's perfect. You can't be perfect. Human beings are not perfect. Plus the fact everybody's idea of perfect is different. What's perfect for one person isn't perfect for another. So therefore, perfection just simply doesn't exist. But I thought it did, and I thought I had to be perfect. And I had all these kind of like rituals of the way I had to do things and huge amount of anxiety if I didn't achieve what I wanted to achieve or if the rituals weren't done in the right order or even if the food was at the wrong time, I would just get so anxious. And then there's the isolation. Being in an eating disorder is an incredibly isolating place because your anxiety and your food rules literally separate you from the rest of the world. And although part of it can actually make you feel like a superhero because you are so good, at restricting and you are so good at saying no and it's something that you can really really excel at it completely isolates you from everybody else because your brain and your mind are so full of eating disorder thoughts and food thoughts and rituals and anxiety and perfectionism and what you have to do that you can't be present with other people, not fully present. And I just used to kind of be with other people, but feel like I was trapped within like a glass dome looking out and I didn't feel part of anything. I just felt like I was on the outside looking in all the time. Um, another thing is, do you trust your body? Because I never never trusted mine. I never thought that my body knew what to do. I always thought I had to manipulate my body into doing what I thought it had to do. And I never appreciated the fact that my body really, really knows what to do. And she literally has got it all sorted. I guess I never doubted that when my body told me I needed a wee, I could go for a wee. I always knew that was okay. And I never worried about whether I knew how to breathe or whether my body would carry on doing that. That was all okay. But I never trusted my body to know when I was hungry and I blocked all those signals until they stopped coming. Another thing that 
is a really strong signal of having an eating disorder and this was so so true for me is what happens when something goes wrong how do you cope what 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 do you do with those feelings and for me the answer was well i restrict that's how i cope that's what i do that numbs all the feelings and then i don't have to feel them and it gives me a focus and it's kind of comforting but when you do numb the feelings, the feelings don't actually go away. They just become buried inside you. And one day they will come out and one day you will have to deal with them. And it's so much better to actually learn coping mechanisms and being able to process your feelings and actually learn how to manage difficult moments and how to cope. And the eating disorder doesn't actually really help you just think it helps, it masks everything. Um, black and white thinking was another thing. It was all or nothing thinking. There was no in between. And I used to just think in so much black and white that say I'd arranged to go out for a walk with one of my friends and they cancelled. I would think that was all my fault, totally they'd cancelled because I'd done something wrong. I'd done something to upset them. And it couldn't possibly be that something had come up or they were busy or their car had broken down or it couldn't possibly be anything like that. It had to all be my fault. And that's not normal thinking either. Because thinking that makes you feel bad and makes you feel less than, it isn't, that's not how you should live and it's not how to live a happy life. Um, with all the all the different aspects of stuff I've been talking about today, when I was in anorexia, I don't think I did live, to be honest. I just existed. And existing isn't living. Existing is black and white, whereas living is colour. Living is vibrant. Living is having feelings and all the feelings and enjoying all the feelings living is just being able to be with friends and be present and enjoy going out for meals and not worrying about everything living is being able to do something impulsive and not having to have everything rigidly planned because anything else just messes with your mind so much if any of this resonates with you and you just want to find a better future and you want to stay, take some steps to be free from your eating disorder. Even if you don't feel that your eating disorder is valid, it is valid because if it's stopping you from living your life fully, then it's time to step up and step out and become free. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please do remember to give me a follow and a five-star rating. This will enable me to reach more people that need help. If you would like to talk to me about how to work with me and you're ready to take the next step, just check out my website at juliatrahane.com. Thank you for listening. I'm so grateful. <laughs>